When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to uh, DMVR Buffs After Dark. We haven't done one of these in quite a while. It's uh, it's late. It's really late. Um, but uh, the plan is, basically, we're just going to hang out. We're going to talk about... We've got a lot of basketball games, actually, that we haven't talked about. Um, basically, since what? Since Thursday. So, since uh, the game against Arizona... And then the women played last night, and that was a lot of fun for those of you who weren't up there, didn't see it or whatever. And then obviously the Buffs tonight get a big win over Arizona State. Um, it feels nice, right? Like, I mean, they, they don't win there very often. I think that's their third win ever. I think that the, the 11th game and the third win. Um, sure, the Arizona State is not like a spectacular basketball team by any means. But uh, still, anytime you can get a road win, that's what matters. You know, and that's I know it's a Tad Boyle thing. I think it might just be like a college basketball thing. Who knows? But but one of the things he loves to say is you win your home games, you split your road games. And if you do that, then I mean, I, I, I was looking through it earlier. I think more often than not, you wind up second in the Pac-12. So that would be what you win 75 percent. That gets you to second place in the Pac-12. And occasionally it wins. Occasionally it's like third or fourth. But that's it's a good strategy. And so far they've they've done a good job at home. And uh, this weekend, obviously on the road, you draw Arizona and that's tough. You lose that one, and you know that to split this trip, you've got to handle business against Arizona State, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, so we're gonna start by digging into that, and uh, then kind <laughs> of just see where things go. Uh, feels like a good time to remind you guys, though, that if you're watching this, flip over to YouTube. Um, go to the DMVR YouTube where, where we can actually see your comments and share your comments on the screen. And uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say because there was a surprising amount of negativity tonight. I think that that might just be like some football stuff carrying over. If you guys have football questions, too, you can throw those out there and uh, we'll... Uh, I might be opening a can of worms by bringing up football right now, but but let's have a good time. Let's talk about some basketball. Who knows? Maybe some football stuff will come up too. Um, just kind of like big takeaways from tonight. 
I think uh, the 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 first one that that I get to is the three point shooting. You know, the three point shooting was just legitimately good tonight, and that was really exciting because it's the first time that we've seen them shoot well away from the event center this season. Um, basically, every game that whether they're the Virgin Islands, whether it's a, the other road game, it's been a struggle. And after that Arizona game, I think against Arizona, they were four for 20 from three that brought their season percentage on the road down to, I think, just over 21 percent. Those are tough numbers. They're really tough numbers. Um, but tonight uh, they, they wind up shooting 10 of 25, which is 40 percent. In case you guys don't want to do the math, I already did that earlier. And. I think they actually even shot better than the 40% would indicate because I mean, they, they've only made one of their last six. So you, you take those out and all of a sudden you're talking about nine of 19. And then that's, I mean, that's basically 50%. It was a great shooting night from deep. And, you know, again, Arizona state is not the best team that Colorado is going to play this season. And uh, they're, they're honestly the rest of the way. They're a lot closer to the worst than the best, but, you know, still, you manhandle a team, any team, it's going to be exciting in league play. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Three-point shooting was great. I think uh, the, the the best part was the the back-to-back-to-back threes that we saw. Um, who was it? That was KJ. That was Evan. And uh, that was Neek. And they go back-to-back-to-back, extend the lead from, was that uh, I think five points to 11 points, 12 points, something like that. Um, and that was really the turning point because the buffs never looked back from there. Um, just just kind of handled business the rest of the way. Uh, I do think that probably the most concerning part of the night was was early on. Um, not not really early on. They, they started so hot. Uh, Jabari goes on. He he scores on three of the buffs first four possessions puts him up six zero uh, then Evan Batty comes back and I think scores maybe on the next three possessions and uh, then Jabari comes back and hits a three and all of a sudden they're sitting there at 15 to 2 15 to 3 something like that um, and, and it was a really hot start from the starters in particular from Jabari and we'll talk more about him because he had a rough night against Arizona um, but as soon as those starters left as soon as the starters left, uh, they they really really struggled. Um, I, I think they Evan and Jabari went to the bench for something like four minutes, and when they came back, it was sixteen to five. Just a just a terrible first stretch from the bench. And again, that's not a huge surprise. That's something we've seen before. Um, it's it's something that has absolutely plagued this team so far this season. But it's also to be expected, you know. And it's such a young team. You you have a couple veteran pieces that you know are going to be in the starting lineup. And then the guys that you trust the most out of all the young guys also wind up in the starting lineup. And then you have to put whatever's left on the bench. And, and so that's just kind of a, a tough position for a bench to be built, right? Like that, that's going to come with some problems. And we've seen those problems flare up. And tonight, you know, that they, they flared up early, but for the most part, things got back to normal. You know, that they handled business the rest of the way after that rough first stint and really did help the buffs pull away in that second half. Um, I think it's notable that even including that, uh, I think 
Neek, KJ, and Julian Hammond all finished with positive plus minuses, um, net positives tonight. So that's indicates that they played much better. Um, Julian, interestingly, only played three minutes all in the first half. Um, I didn't I didn't notice an injury thing. It, it might have been more of a matchup situation, but that was surprising to me because this point guard position has been kind of up in the air all season. You know, Tad was calling it the three-headed monster before the season, and early on, it, it's all Keyshawn and KJ. These, these last couple of weeks, Julian's come on pretty strong. I think that the first game where he really broke out was the, the four steals was that, I think that was against Washington, not Washington State, but that was the game KJ uh, had whatever the injury was that kept him out for most of that one. Um, interesting to see this battle play out because KJ had a great night tonight. He was aggressive. He was putting up points. Akishan had probably an even better night. You know, he, he puts up 16 points, um, four of nine shooting. That's always a big question with him is just the efficiency. Um, also grabs nine boards. And this comes just a couple days after Keyshawn really struggled going one of six in the field, finishing with two points in 12 minutes against Arizona, while KJ comes off the bench with 17 points, five of 11, four assists, three steals, a block. And, you know, you've got Julian in the background playing well. And so that's a position that I'd really pay attention to going forward. And I mean, not that we haven't already, but, but who is the best option I think it's a tough question. I think it's a tough question. You know, when Keyshawn's on and Keyshawn's hitting threes, and he was part of the reason they were so good from deep tonight. Uh, was he two of five, I believe? Yeah, he's two of five. Jabari's two of five. Tristan's three of five. He had the, the best night from deep. You know, when Keyshawn's knocking those in, and he takes some tough ones too, that's so valuable. It, it spreads things out. And I talked to him... Um, this conversation would have been like a couple weeks after they got back from the Virgin Islands. That's, I mean, a, a month ago now. But he was he was saying that that he could absolutely feel the difference in the way that defenses were guarding him. And, and that because they'd now seen that he can make those tough threes, they all extend out. And he feels like he has more opportunities to to drive, but just that they weren't falling. You know, he's he's had it's been a tough stretch. I mean, ever since that hot start. And he's had moments where he looked like he did in those first few games where he's averaging 20 points a night efficiently and over 50% shooting in all three of those games. But just hasn't been able to string them together like that. Um, and and there's, there's more openings there. There's also more attention there. And that's kind of just the next step for him is figuring out how, how do I beat defenses now that they are going to guard me way out here because it does open some doors. And, and we've seen flashes, but the finishing, you know, it's just not quite where it needs to be yet for a, a starting point guard, one of the more veteran guys on the team. You know, and that's a tough position to be in for sure, but it's what's being asked of him at this point. Um, a good night for him tonight, though. Um, and it's a good time for it after he goes one of six from deep. Um, or no, one of six overall, oh of two from deep in, in this last game while KJ looks looks good. Um, at the end of the day, though, I mean, it doesn't really matter too much who's who's starting. It matters more, like, can you just get somebody playing good basketball at some point out there? And more often than not, they've, they've had at least one option you can trust at the point guard position, somebody who can play extended minutes. And 
it was Keyshawn tonight. It was Keyshawn tonight. Um, you know, Jabari, it was good to see him, like I mentioned earlier, get off to that hot start. Six points in the first four possessions for the Buffs. First six points of the game. Uh, he finishes 7 of 14, 2 of 5 from deep, 13 rebounds, 2 assists, uh, only turned the ball over once, avoided foul trouble, uh, leading scorer, I think, in the game, definitely for the Buffs, but but yeah, in the game with 18 points. And he was quiet uh, against Arizona, and that's a game where they, they couldn't afford for him to be quiet. Um, but against Arizona, he puts up 4 points in 21 minutes, Turns the ball over four times too. It was a it was a really tough tough night for him. Again, it's good to see him bounce back. At the same time, though, this is kind of the expectation is what he did tonight, and so it can't totally make up for the fact that that he struggled the way that he did er in the last game. Just because you need more of him, similar to what we were saying on Keyshawn, like it's the the expectations are very very high. Uh, for Jabari because they need to be because if he doesn't play well you you wind up losing by 20 points when you play a team like Arizona which is what happened um you know being being a four and having those sorts of demands can be tough you know it's not like you're the point guard and the ball's always on your hand and you should be pretty natural getting the rim creating your own shot creating for others um it's it's a little bit different like it's getting fed in the post and for Jabari the, the, there's I mean, early on, so some of those points he was scoring early were on good footwork and those sorts of things, touched around the rim. But a lot of his game is being kind of a cutter, using that explosiveness, um, spacing the defense with the three, then getting in a back cut and taking a, a pass and dunking or whatever. So it, it's understandable that he goes through these dry spells, but the, the Buffs just can't afford that. The Buffs just can't afford that. You know, against a team like Arizona State, I guess they can. Jabari did even cool off a little bit tonight. I think he had, what was it? We did he get to nine points. Something, I think nine points with five or six minutes to go in the first half. And then in 10 minutes of game time, he, he didn't get a point. And still, like, that's just kind of the natural flow of the game. But every time it gets a little bit concerning, it, it definitely gets concerning. You know, you look back to the the, the game even before Arizona. Uh, uh, what was that? That was Washington State was the second one. That's where he has, I think, no points in the first half, and then 14, all 14 come in the second half. It's that consistency that's what's missing. And, you know, obviously the talent is there, and he's he's shown flashes of what he can be, and he's consistently been a solid player. But if he wants to be a lottery pick then you've got to do it night in, night out, and you probably can't even have these dry spells that he's seen right now. Still a couple months left in the season, still kinks to be worked out for everybody. But, I mean, for all these reasons, it was good to see him put together a really solid performance tonight. Another double-double. He gets the double-double just a couple minutes into the second half. And, and there's a lot to like. There's definitely a lot to like. Um, Tristan Da Silva, you know, this is this is a few games in a row that I think he's played fairly well um a little quiet against arizona um but it does feel like he has turned the corner and he's kind of figured out what his offensive game is and what he can provide um i still i still think he's at his best when he can play the four or even as the small ball five which i don't think we saw tonight but 
when you can get him off the wing and let him actually play in the post and that, that footwork in there is just perfect. And there might be some, some issues when he plays bigger post players, but we just haven't seen enough of him down there. I don't think to, to get too scared off to, to be trying to put him down there at this point. Um, again, solid for him tonight for him. The, the key, a lot of the time is just the three point shooting because if those are falling, I mean, the difference between tonight where he's three of five is what he's three of five. So he's four of nine overall. If he goes 0 of five, then all of a sudden he's one of nine. <laughs> when, when those are falling, it just makes everything look a lot better. And then it forces the defense to guard you in a little bit different way too. Um, any other big standouts tonight? I'm not. And Evan Batty just did his thing. Five of nine, the most Evan Batty field goal line that you could think of. Uh, 11 points, three assists, a couple boards. Maybe a little bit quiet with the boards, but I don't know. There, there were no troubles there tonight. And I guess, I mean, that's a big twist from the Arizona game, right? Against Arizona, they could not get anything uh, going on the boards. I think it wound up being 49 to 29 or 47 to 27 was the margin tonight though. I mean, 46 for, for Colorado 31 for Arizona state. And that's been more in line with what we've seen this season. Um, the buffs have been winning on the boards. Now, most of the season they've been playing competition that is not as good as what they'll face in the pac 12, but you wonder if that's just the difference between Arizona, the number six team in the country and, you know, a, a, a regular Pac-12 team, a pretty average, maybe below average Pac-12 team. Um, you know, we don't have like any illusions about what this Colorado team is, and they're probably not. And who knows? You get to the Pac-12 tournament, anything can happen. But in terms of the regular season title, where it's game in, game out for for twenty games, the odds of them actually taking first are slim. But you know it take it forth. I think that's a good goal and who knows, maybe they do make a run. Um, and, and most of those teams that they are competing with for fourth place, for example, maybe that they, they can actually rebound pretty well against them. Um, so there are some thoughts there, uh, in terms of the bench, I feel like we covered the main pieces had that really rough stretch early on, but for the most part, the rest of the way we're, we're solid. Um, we touched on Julian Hammond not playing all that much. You know, Lawson had a block that was memorable, grabbed some boards, had a nice little a pass on an assist, um, but also missed some shots. Uh, also, what, what there were, there was one that was just weird. Did he get like called for foul or something? You know, it's it's just you know Lawson growing, and I don't think tonight was a step night by any means. I think that we've seen some of those in the past. Um, but I still do think that what he showed tonight was better than what he was at the beginning of the season. It's just going to be a process. And the question is what you get two months from now when you're playing in the Pac-12 tournament. Um, Luke O'Brien, I don't have much there either. Um, he did play well, I thought, against Arizona. Um, though Those big minutes he was playing, that, or big minutes in the first half, he did look like one of the stabilizing forces instead of somebody who is creating some chaos like a lot of those guys were so i think that that's worth noting um real quick real quick this feels like a good time to do this i want to remind you guys about breckenridge brewery 
I had a lot of Breckenridge beers today. Uh, what, what was I having? It was mostly those seltzers. We do the tailgate before all the games on Sundays during the regular season. But because of the way the NFL playoffs work, you wind up with games on Saturdays. And so there was some... And for those of you who have watched, you know that it's really heavy drinking. And it was a long recovery to make it to 8 o'clock. It was just fine, though. And uh, I think it was just fine because of the quality of the beers and the seltzers that Breckenridge Brewery makes. Uh, we like to support them because they support us. Um, they, they also support just like the larger sports community in Colorado. Um, they have like the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. They've got all sorts of deals with the ball arena and the, the teams that play there. Uh, they have a deal with CU now, the athletics department there. Um, they're a big part of the sports scene. They really like to help us out. And uh, the least that we could do is tell you guys to go pick up some Breckenridge beers. You really can't go wrong uh, with any of them. So check some of those out. Uh, also, if you were watching the NFL playoffs today, then hopefully you were making money. I wound up down a little bit, mostly because of those Patriots. Um, I did hit Derek Carr's over on receiving yards. There was like a combo boost. So like you, uh, you have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller combined to get 12 or more receptions. That one hit, which is cool. Um, it was like plus 140, uh, but it didn't quite make up for a couple of the dumber bets I made. Tomorrow, though, I'm going to make my money. And if you're a new customer, then you can make a whole lot of money on your own because DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bank partner of the NFL, has an awesome offer. The way it works is you bet $5 on any wild card team to win their game. If they do, you get $280 in free bets. That's 56 to 1 odds for new users. So get in on that for sure. Uh, they've also, like I said, have different boosts they're going. They'll give out free bets, all that kind of stuff. So make sure that you're checking in regularly if you're a current customer. But if you're not, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. All you got to do, bet $5, win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's free money. And that's promo code DMVR this weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Um, let's, uh, let's get a quick DraftKings pick of the week in here, too. Uh, DraftKings pick of the week. We're going, we're going the under in the Steelers and Chiefs game. It's, it's, line is at 46 right now, and... The Steelers aren't going to score any points because I mean they're they're old and lame. Uh, the Chiefs might score points, but if they do, they're not going to cover it themselves. And if they don't, it kind of makes some sense because the Steelers' defense is really good. So uh, there's your DraftKings pick of the week as well. All right, um, let's let's take a quick break from the uh, from the men's stuff. Maybe maybe get back into Arizona in a couple minutes, uh, but. Seems like a good time to talk about this women's basketball game last night. Uh, it was the the best crowd that the women's team has had since 2018. Uh, 3,500 people, something like that. It was a lot of fun. It was packed. Uh, Monte Morris was there. There were a bunch of the football players there. It was a cool environment, and it makes sense because Colorado was undefeated 13-0, taking on Stanford. 
Uh, and Stanford, the number two team in the country, they won the national championship last year. They are always really, really good. And Colorado always plays them tough. Uh, I think b- before last night, uh, three of the no, two of the previous four games had gone to overtime. One of the others, uh, Stanford hit a buzzer beater to to win it from half court. Uh, otherwise, it would have gone to overtime. That was part of like a six-point and 14-second run. It was really heartbreaking. But notably, Colorado knocked them off last year when they were ranked number one. I think one of two teams last season to beat them. The uh, point is, they've got a whole bunch of history. And that history actually extends to just who the players are. Um, both teams have three Colorado natives. Um, the m- most notable probably for... Uh, Stanford is Fran Belibi, who was made it on like the Sports Center top ten when she was in high school at Regis for dunking in a game. Um, but you know, with all this going on, it was a really exciting game. Uh, undefeated team against number two is always going to be exciting. But with that background, people were hyped. People were hyped, and the Buffs jumped on them early. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, they were getting steals. They were getting to the rim. They were just doing anything they wanted. I think at the end of the first quarter, the Buffs were up 15-7. to seven, And it, it they weren't like getting lucky. It's not like they were chucking up threes and they were falling in. It's not like Stanford was missing layups. It was a pretty dominant first qu- quarter for Colorado. But in the second quarter, Stanford climbs back just a little bit. And uh, eventually, they wind up taking the lead. And winning in the second half. Uh, I think I think the, the most exciting part uh, of the game for Colorado's side was Quay Miller. She had, I believe, 16 points. Uh, she's the center from uh, from Washington, actually. She was on the DMVR Buffs podcast Tuesday telling us about how when she was at Washington last year, uh, they were practicing during the Stanford game where Colorado got the upset, where they upset them when Stanford was number one. And... She said that like the coach stopped, stopped practice, had everybody watch the TV because they wanted to see the end of the game, see if Colorado could actually pull it off. And that was kind of like a big moment in deciding where to go, like former top 50 national recruit, all that kind of stuff. Well, yesterday, she, like I said, dropped 16 points, uh, but also gets in some foul trouble. She has to sit quite a bit in the second half, um, winds up fouling out with five, six minutes to go, I believe, in the game. And she was the Buffs' best option. You know, if you haven't watched Stanford play much, they, they're, they're really big. Um, Ashton Prechtel, another Colorado native, uh, six foot five forward coming off the bench. And she's knocking down threes out there. She's in the post making things tough. And so if, if you're one of those guards, you know, Jalen Sherrod, for example, she, she gets down or puts her head down. She's running downhill. She's, she's getting into Prechtel's body, but the best case scenario is kind of just drawing a foul because it's just so hard to get up and over that. And and Stanford is just so big and they, they win the rebounding battle, you know, Colorado, it seemed like every time they got a rebound, you're thinking like, wow, that, that really took some effort. And it, it just added to that whole vibe where both teams are playing really good defense. Stanford's really big. And so it winds up being very physical. Now the rebounding battles are very physical and the, the environment was just a lot of fun. But uh, it, it turned out that Quay could really hold her own in there. She, she wasn't getting pushed around in the same way that some of the, the other bigs for Colorado were. Um, she was knocking down threes, and that was a lot of fun to see. And it 
felt like until she got into foul trouble that that she could carry them to a win. Um, but then when she goes out, you start to realize that the Buffs are in some trouble. Um, you know, Maya Hollingshed, typically, typically Colorado's best player. And one of the best players in the Pac-12. Uh, in the win against Stanford last year, she dropped 32 points. She she goes 2-12 yesterday, 7 points, 0-6 for 6 from 3. Just a tough showing. And and there was a lot of that. You know, I think the buff shot a little under 30% from, from the field. Um, lost the rebounding battle 49-27. to 27. And those things are as tough to overcome. Again, Colorado played them tight. It wound up being 60-52, to 52, but... It's a, I mean, what sucks is that it's really hard for them to, to catch people's attention, you know, for, for whatever the reason is, if you're, if, if you're 13 and zero and the number two team in the country is coming to town, then yeah, you're, you're going to fill the corner up with all the reporters. You're going to draw a good crowd. But when they were sitting there at uh, 12 and 0, you know, they weren't drawing big crowds, 11 and 0, they weren't drawing big crowds. And so it just takes so much legwork to get to this point um, and, and to, to have that loss and to have that setback in a game where, hey, you, you beat Stanford. Well, then all of a sudden, everybody is very tuned in. Everybody in, in Colorado, everybody who follows the Buffs is saying, oh, this is a team that's going to be competing for national title. There's, there's a big run on the way. Don't, don't be missing these games. But instead, it's, it, it's a bounce back. And because of that, you know, that it turns into a really big game for that team. And, uh, it's tough. It's it's a it's a brutal loss. Now, obviously, playing in the Pac-12, there's plenty more big games to come. Um, I think the next ranked game is going to be the Sunday ex- after next. They've got number seven Arizona in town. Um, no, never mind. That one's on the road. But you know, there's more on the way. This is a good team. They they didn't lose much last year. It's kind of been this three year process of of building to this point um it's similar to where the the men's team was last year where it's just all veterans and i don't actually know maybe maybe next year for the women is more comparable but i mean this is when you see them go undefeated when you see them competing with the stanford you got to be thinking this is a team that should win a couple games in the tournament and that's going to be a lot of fun when the time comes and uh i'm excited i'm excited hope you guys are too um Maybe real quick, we'll, we'll touch on a couple of things from uh, that Arizona loss. But, I don't know, it kind of feels wrong to, to kill all the vibes by talking about it at this point. Um, like I said, the, the rebounding is the big problem. We wound up being 44-33. to 33. Just not a lot of players who honestly like, looked like they belonged out there. Um who shot better than 50%? You know, Luke O'Brien was at 50%. Neat Clifford was at 50%. KJ Simpson was just under. He had a big night. But it was just really tough to break through. And the defense held. You know, there, there was the, the run at the end of the first half, something like an 18-7 to run that cut the lead down to four. Yeah, down to four at halftime. And you see that, and, and you realize all of the talent that Colorado has but they need to have the momentum going their way and they need to uh they need to uh they they need to be able to to get to the rim and feel confident and and have a couple threes in their back pocket and, and kind of get the defense on their heels 
which is just something that they struggled to do. You know, that that stretch that they played at the end of the first half, if they could sustain that for an entire game, that's great. Then they'll compete with anybody. But with such a young team, expecting them to play at their best for 40 minutes is just unreasonable. For any team, it's pretty unreasonable. Uh, so, so the second half where they do get blown out, wind up losing by 21 points, it sucks. And I think it's kind of just that opposite effect. You know, once the momentum gets rolling against such a young team, it's really tough for them to stop it. And it, it's especially tough when you're playing a team as talented as Arizona is. You know, they've, they've got all sorts of different players who are hitting pretty tough shots, but also making good moves to get themselves easy shots. And it's that balance where you kind of need both things to shoot better than 50% from the field. Um, yeah. I'm, I feel like we should wrap up with Arizona State, though, just because at least it was kind of positive. Um, again, you, you just got to split these road games. If you split the road games and you win your home games, you're going to be right in it. You're going to get a buy. If, if they do that this season, they finish 15 and five, they're, they're definitely getting a buy in the Pac 12 tournament. And that is always the goal. Um, did their job this week and now it's time to see what they can do next week. Um, should be a lot of fun, honestly, for both teams. You know, I think the women play again Monday against Oregon state. Uh, that's on the road. They actually took off today, which was interesting. Um, again, it was a really emotional loss yesterday. Um, and so kind of getting that quick turnaround, leaving at two o'clock today, a couple days before you get, have to play. I have a feeling that team's going to come out fired up. I think this Buffs team feels like it's rolling right now, too. Uh, so I'm excited to follow it. Hope you guys are excited to follow it, too. And we will uh, we'll be back soon to talk all about it. We'll see you then.